Hi everyone, we are back for episode 7. I cannot believe that uh, we have already 7 weeks of unconstrained conversations going on here on the Ideas Podcast. This week, I'm really, really excited because we're traveling virtually to the UK, where Sheena Birch is the Commercial Director for LGH Hotel Management. She oversees a large portfolio of hotels under various IHG brands, as well as under LGH's own Hallmark Hotel brand which just recently announced a partnership deal with Best Western UK. With a strong background in revenue management, Sheena brings a very unique perspective to the table and I was super excited that she was able to carve out some time of her busy schedule for an unconstrained conversation. Sheena and I talked about the future of the commercial organization in the hotel industry, the changes COVID-19 is bringing to the meetings and event space and how she and her team are preparing for reopening travel in the UK. I do hope you enjoy the conversations and make sure you subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast. Hi, Sheena. How are you today? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Very good. Thank yeah, you. really. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having uh, taking the time and, and, and uh, joining me on the podcast uh, for another unconstrained conversation. I'm really excited to get somebody from the UK today. Uh, we've had uh, participants from the US, New Zealand, um, Germany, and um, I'm glad to add on somebody from uh, from the UK. I'm sure that's been very difficult for the last uh, few weeks, and um, I wanted to check in with you and see um, kind of how have things been for the last couple of weeks. And um, uh, I would also love to talk about um, LGH Hotel Management, kind of how the company has weathered the storm, uh, always weathering, weathering the storm. And then Lastly, I would love to talk about uh, any changes in, in the commercial function and commercial priorities that you uh, see coming um, that are due to the, the crisis that we're all going through. Um, so again, uh, really thank you for, for joining us. So so how have the last, uh, I guess, 8 to 12 weeks been for you and um, LGH? Um, like every other hotel group, I think in the, um, I say the world at the moment, um, very challenging, um, but, but interesting in terms of how we've seen um, business um, evolve over the last sort of um, 12 weeks. I think it is now, if you go back, it, it seems a bit like a lifetime. Um, yeah. In You know, since the end of March, we've um, had to change quite dramatically how we work, how we've approached things. Um, and that's sort of from everything we do on a day-to-day basis um, in terms of uh, working closely with, with the hotels in terms of decisions um, and unfortunately on closing um, some of our properties, um, but also maintaining um, certain uh, hotels open due to sort of being fortunate enough to have some business come through, working closely with, with key workers um, and sort of the frontline teams that are out there um, working really hard at the moment. So we've had sort of like a mixed um, bag of results in, in our hotels, um, which, uh, you know, has is, is, been fortunate in some, but unfortunately others has is, um, had us um, see the closure of some of our properties. In mm-hmm. our portfolio, we've got sort of 46 hotels. So we've been working very closely on 20 of our hotels with the IHG brands. And I think they've yeah. done a phenomenal job in terms of keeping that communication up with the hotels and working closely with us um, in terms of, um, you know, understanding what challenges we have, coming up with um, new ideas, supporting, you sort of going on to the next phase now of coming out of it. Um, but then also um, during this process, we've got 26 
um, what I call um, domestic branded hotels. Um, and during that process, just to add to our sort of workload, we've gone through a, a full rebrand of these hotels to a um, to the Best Western um, brand. So going from a hallmark to a Best Western, and we've, we've done all of that remotely, which has been very challenging, but um, but also very successful as well. That'll be a case study by itself, I'm sure. Yes, yes, lots of <laughs> lots of learning for lots of learning from that, and actually. Um, particularly from the technical side of it, the fact that there's not too many people um, in and out of our systems and actually booking going through, it's probably, it's probably been a little bit of a smoother transition from that side, shall we say. Um, right. So, yeah, it, um, lots of learning for, from that side of it. <laughs> Great. And, and are you, I know you have the um, M4J4 kind of holiday in there right next to Heathrow Airport and a couple other hotels. Um, are you able to take advantage of any of um, their partnerships with them? Um, with the airport or with uh, government authorities, like some other hotel companies have done, um, that help you at least maintain some business? Yeah, we have. I mean, we've, as, as much as it sounds surprising, um, particularly in our M4 J4 property, um, we've been quite lucky in terms of maintaining some of the air crew, um, mm -hmm. not the level um, that we, we normally get from our um, existing crew. But also, um, a lot of the air crews don't want to travel into central London. So we've benefited from some of those transferring from central London um, and staying at our Heathrow properties. Um, and we've also managed to sort of work closely um, with a few um, other uh, clients in terms of, um, you know, group business coming into that, that market as well. So from a Heathrow perspective, we've been quite um, fortunate with the business levels that we've had there over the last sort of eight weeks. Um, not necessarily driven from passengers coming into Heathrow, um, mm -hmm. but very much, as I say, through crew and other group business that needs to be in the Heathrow market. Right, right. So has the, um, the, the UK government announced any plans for, for kind of a, an easing of the restrictions yet? Um, like the, some, some other countries in Europe is, is some, some form of... Um, Kind of return to uh, let's call it quote normalcy um, um, in the cards um, down the road. <laughs> yeah, the government. Yeah, no, not normal. I mean, I don't know if that word exists anymore in hotel. Um, yeah. In the hotel world, normal. Um, but yeah, the government have given guidelines and uh, to all sort of hotels in the UK that we should be looking to open from the fourth of July. Um, okay. They had quite a hard stance on it that everything was closed except for sort of key workers. And a majority of the hotels in the UK, um, actually all of them have followed that and sort of just remained open for key workers. So everybody's working towards the 4th of July, getting ourselves back up and running and, and hopefully seeing um, business coming back into, into the hotel. Obviously being mindful and knowing what's going on, that you know the business levels that we experienced before probably um, are not going to come back for a few months. Um, everybody's sort of talking around the staycation in the UK um, yeah. still sort of having travel restrictions um, going on and, and you know we're, we're, we're hopeful that um, we will see sort of a slight increase in um, business levels to obviously to currently what we have but knowing mm -hmm. full well that we're not expecting a big influx and sort of sitting at the sort of 80 90 percent occupancies that we've enjoyed in past years over this period and sort of forecasting around 30 to 40% um, and that again as I say 40% is, is very optimistic um, mm -hmm. for us right. so yeah right. being very mindful and, 
and practical I would I would guess in terms of forecasting and when I say forecasting um, that also is a very challenging word at the moment to kind of predict <laughs> what's going to happen in the sort of next couple of weeks let alone listen sort of a bit further forward into August and September at this stage. Yeah yeah uh, it it, uh, it seems very hard at the moment even for any traveler to make any long-term uh, planning because uh, you don't even know um, first of all you know is it safe to fly and if that's safe then um, will the airlines even fly in, in a few months right and what the schedule is and, and um, I, I agree I think what we're seeing worldwide is the, the staycation and the drive market being going to be very very strong. So from a from yeah, a commercial, I, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I think so, and I think that's um, very much sort of what when we're looking at our our business model, business mix moving forward, um, particularly from the fourth of July to the immediate six weeks. That's sort of the only business that we're sort of looking um, to be coming back at that stage, and and very much sort of um, from September, October onwards, expecting other segments to start moving as well. Mm -hmm. So from a commercial perspective, how do you, how do you kind of ramp up um, and, and how do you plan for the um, uh, kind of obviously the changes in the operation, but operating environment, right? Health and safety are becoming critical and that message is getting out more and more and, and you work very closely with IHG who's done, as you said, a fantastic job and also from the safety aspect um but but how do you how has your commercial strategy changed to prepare for the reopening recovery in whatever form and shape that's going to um that's going to take i think the most interesting one and uh, the segment we've spent quite a lot of time on um and really still trying to understand a little bit better and how it's going to work is the meeting and event um mm. segment and purely to the fact of as much as the hotels are going to be able to open, there's still the sort of enforcement of social distancing. Um, so again, in terms of from an operational point of view and commercial approach, that sort of segment is turned on its head um, in terms of what we revenue we can actually generate through that space. And we've spent a lot of time analysing, one, really the capacity you know, so for instance, if we take a room that we would currently sell for 200 delegates um, in certain styles, those rooms now can only hold up to sort of 30, 40 if we're lucky, yeah. if we're following the government yeah. guidelines. Um, sort of F&B, um, how we sort of facilitate those clients while they're in-house as well. Um, the other sort of side of Emily that we're looking at is around the technology. Um, and I think everybody sort of during this um, process or sort of during this lockdown period, what a lot of people have learned is actually it's okay to do a conference call. You can use Zoom and, and actually communicating by phone and video is, is actually okay. And, you know, we talked about the word normal. That is becoming part of the norm now. Um, and really looking at, you know, if we were to um, continue to be successful in that market, we're going to have to sort of up our game and the technology that we're providing yeah. because, you know, a lot of people, I think probably for the next year or so, if they don't have to travel, they won't, but they will still want to meet, um, you know, there may be a certain group of people that are based, for instance, in the UK that need to, to liaise with their, I don't know, colleagues in America or, or whatever. So it's important that we get the technology right and be able to offer that as well because 
it would be a little bit embarrassing, I think, for us as a, an industry that you can actually do Zoom calls and conferencing calls and have all the technology in your own home, but actually you can't offer that <laughs> if we deliver that service in, in the hotel. So yeah. Yeah. coming out of this and, and taking some of the learning, that's one segment that, you know, we are spending a lot of time on and, and really still sort of finding our way in there and knowing that probably is the one that's going to change the most, I think, for the next year to 18 months. Um, and, you know, at what point are we able to take sort of like the larger conferences? When do we feel comfortable being able to take those, knowing that, you know, it will definitely go ahead? I think the other key thing, um, and talking, you know, to a lot of colleagues and stuff and a lot of, um, you know, looking at customer behaviour as much as we can with the data or, you know, you know, what we've seen over the last three months, knowing that that's going to completely change in the next three months is flexibility. And a lot of the clients and when we're talking to sort of agents and stuff is that people want to book, but they want that flexibility and they don't want to be 100% committed because the point you just made in terms of flights being cancelled could potentially we get a second wave. Um, there's still not that confidence around, yes, absolutely, we, you know, we can we can have a you know, we're going to book a holiday in October. It's definitely, you know, we're 100%. There's still not that confidence that, you know, I, I'm absolutely 100% committed to this. It's, it's around the flexibility um, that we're doing and sort of um, really focusing our commercial strategy and focus at the right. moment. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Coming coming back to the the, the, the meetings, so these hybrid meetings uh, that, that people are talking about, right? Get 10 people in a room and then connect with another 10 people that are sitting somewhere else, either in another room or in another hotel or another country. You you feel that is um, that is going to undergo through a big um, a transformation because that really didn't exist as a market before. So that's a new emerging market in your mind? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's um, the more sort of people you talk to and the more they're getting used to um, doing, you know, exactly like we're doing, speaking on the phone or video conferencing, um, they're more comfortable with it now, I think, um, right. because they have to do it. They've been forced to do it over the last three months. Whereas I know, particularly in, in my business, um, with my colleagues and even my team, the preference is always let's meet in a room, let's have that face-to-face -face contact, let's interact. And, you know, it, it, it was felt it was really important, particularly if we were going to discuss something really important or some real key business decisions. Whereas actually, you know, over the last three months, we've been forced to have, um, you know, up to 15 people sometimes on a conference call. Yeah. And actually it works, it's okay. It feels a bit more comfortable now, I think, for people. Um, mm. And they're not so afraid or they don't think they're going to miss something because we're not interacting face to face. Um, I still think that, you know, M&E definitely has a place in the hotel sector. And I think the industry, sorry, the, the M&E um, segment will come back. Um, mm -hmm. But I just think that it, it will be slightly, I think the client's needs potentially will be slightly different and more technology focused moving forward. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point, and and I've seen some examples of that kind of people highlighting this, um, that uh, not just the, the distancing, but also the technology aspect and getting people virtually, kind of this mix of virtual and 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 face to face together. I think that's going to be very interesting to see how that evolves. Um, and I agree with you, kind of on the transient market and individual market, the, the flexibility is going to be key. As really nobody knows over the next twelve months what's going to happen. So so has your the commercial, how do you see the commercial function or discipline 
kind of evolving over the next 12 months as a result of what we've all gone through. Um, do you feel there's there's going to be any changes or is it going to be looking differently? Some people are saying, well, obviously we'll have less people doing more things or doing the same things. Uh, some people uh, say there's there's going to be, you know, a, a convergence of, of different areas that come together under the commercial um, umbrella. Um, you talked about data and analytics. Um, how, do, how do you feel that's going to play out or do you feel, well, there's nothing's going to change with you've already done a, a fairly good job or you've, maybe you've gone through the transition already for um, LGH? Um, I, think, I definitely think things will, will be different, um, particularly in the immediate six months. Um, we're definitely going through a process at the moment in terms of, you know, what, what is it that we did um, in the old world that potentially, in, as we're calling it, the new world, won't necessarily um, be relevant um, anymore. And I think if you start with revenue management, I think a lot of it is still very relevant. Um, I know a lot of people were talking about data not, you know, is it, it, not going to make any difference because if you look at the past trend, um, but I still think it has a part to play. And I think even now, you know, you know, you say three months is a trend, we've got three months of cancellation trends, but actually you, you can see, um, still look at the performance of those segments. You can look at sort of now coming out at the back end of the year, um, client, you know, behavior, customer behavior is going to be really important. So I still believe that revenue management has a key part to play in terms of coming out of this um, in a positive way. I mm -hmm. think everybody's always talking about, you know, dumping price and not to do that, which which I agree with. I don't think that's the way forward. I think it's still having that sensible approach. So I think the actual approach to revenue management will remain the same. I don't really see that, that changing very much. I think marketing will be very different. I think in terms of message to market, I think the sentiments that market, marketing departments send out will be very different in the next six months. I think it's about giving the customers confidence that they're safe, they're in a safe environment. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there will be a lot of um, wording around that and, and messages to, to customers around that. And I think that, that's really important. Um, cleanliness in, in hotels is, is going to be key as well. So I think that messaging around that we're doing every cat, everything we can. So when you stay here, you feel safe and you know, you're not worried about anything and that we are actually, we take this seriously as a business and, you know, we, we look after our customers when, when they're in the property. Um, so I think just the tone of messaging, I don't necessarily, um, I think also digital marketing will be really key. I think sort of collateral becomes less and less um, mm -hmm. during this period um, so uh, and also from a sales perspective um, again in terms of the next six months I think a lot of the sort of um, appointments and how they would normally do business going out to clients um, clients evening fan trips all that kind of stuff is going to be very very different and they yeah. will have to adapt and I think again it's going to be very much online digital um, meetings video conferencing um and, 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 you know, building relationships that way, which, which has its challenges in itself, because um, I think the old traditional sales way is, is going to meet a client, shaking their hands, you know, your women <laughs> sort of shaking a client's hand is a, a no-go at the moment. So it, I think from a sales perspective, it, it's going to be very different as well as how they approach that, particularly in the next six months. Um, I think maintaining the relationship is, is fairly easy because you've already built that. 
relationships. Mm-hmm. But I think establishing new relationships is, is going to be very different and how that's approached as well moving forward. And and those are sort of the things that we're we're kind of looking at and spending a, a bit of time on. But I think we're we're, we're very well equipped as a hotel um, management team to, to be able to go and, and tackle those um, changes. Right, right. I, I definitely agree that the, the sales function, which always been about personal contact and personal relationships and 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 all that, is is um, probably going to be the most um, going un, will undergo the most shift, cultural shift, right? Um, um, or for any organization, even for us, right? Um, sales has always been very um, very people driven, and and it has to stay people driven. But then, how do you do that through um, remoteness <laughs> um, or distance? Yeah. So the yeah. last question I, I have here, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, sorry, go ahead. Um, so the last question I have here is, is when you think back and, uh, well, I guess think back, think forward, um, however you want to put it, what, what are the, the key learnings, right, um, that, that you have um, that you have observed, that you have, you're, you're taking away from the last few weeks, um, you know, leadership lessons or, or, or directional lessons uh, and what are, what are the things that when you look back in this maybe in 18 months you say well here's the things that have really worked or not worked and, and here's the things that I have taken away from this um, uh, I think that's always an interesting question yeah I think the biggest lesson um, and I've always been a firm believer anyway is communication um, has, has been a big thing um, for me particularly with, with my team and I think it, during these times and sort of uncertainty and, and not knowing what's going to happen or what's going on. And sometimes, you know, even myself, my team is saying to me, you know, what's going on with this or what's going on with that? And I don't have the answer. I think it's just communication with those, communication with our key stakeholders and, and communication at every level, I think, has is, is been really important. Um, and not, you know, it's very easy, I think, when you're working from home become quite isolated um and you know quite work in silo and just and do do what you're supposed to do but i think you know even if it comes just silly things like we i have a daily call with my team um that lasts about an hour but even if we don't really have much to, to go through in terms of nothing really changed in the last 24 hours i think that that interaction that communication so they're fully aware of what's going on because i think you know sometimes the mind can wander in terms of well i haven't heard from from anybody from LGH, what what's going on? Is something happened? Are we going to close this hotel? Are we are yeah. we going to do that? So I think from a from a business perspective, I think communication has, has been really key. Um, I think during this time, you you can't really over communicate. Um, you, you know, as I say, you can't over communicate. And I think um, also understanding the impact of your team when there's other team members that unfortunately have been. Um, furloughed which is which yeah. is not great and I think there's also you know slightly sometimes you feel a bit guilty but I'm still I'm still here I'm still working um so again just making sure that your team are okay reassuring them um and that sort of I think is if you've got your team in a good place and which you know I've very much worked on is actually you're you're set to come out the other side in a, in a strong position because as much as you know it's going to be a challenge business if your team's not in the right frame of mind and they're not in the right place I think that's even going to give you a bigger challenge to get that back to, to where it needs to be. Um, mm. In terms of business, um, lots, lots of lessons learned. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's very difficult to say, would I have done things differently with this business because we've done things differently? Um, I think when sort of, if I take March as an example, when everything's sort of 
flying at you 100 miles an hour and things are changing, you know, not necessarily by the day, but by every two or three hours and everybody's waiting for updates on this. When is when are we going into lockdown? You know, how does that affect us? What, you know, what's going to happen with this? Um, yeah, lots, lots of lots of uh, lessons and, and in terms of um, no, actually, the biggest lesson is saying that there was no right or wrong in this. Um, I don't think, and we we kind of had to take a step back at one point um, because we were sort of rushing a hundred miles an hour and saying, actually, let's take a step back, take a deep breath. And we can only kind of manage this business at the moment on a day-to-day basis. Whereas, you know, in our business, you're looking at the short term, which is three months, but you're very much looking at the 18-month window. Mm. Whereas during this period, we are running this business on a day-to-day basis and making decisions from a day-to-day. And and what we decide today could be completely irrelevant by the time we speak again tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah. Well, there is not really, there is not really any 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 wrong answer because you know you work with the information yeah. that you have in the moment that you're in, right? So you're just doing the best that yeah. you can, really, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think for you know coming from a strong revenue management background, you know a lot of our decisions, um, not all, but are done on data, pace, where are we, what's our business on the books, what's what's going on, you know, uh, you know how can we use some of this data to make decisions and it's it's kind of like we can't <laughs> not not at the moment yeah. particularly during march and april is the case of right this is what's happening today this is what's coming in this is what's gone out right okay these are the decisions we're going to make today let's come back tomorrow has it changed yes it's got worse okay let's make another decision on on that as well right um, right, right. But yeah it was and it was it was kind of like as i say trying to keep a, a level head as well amongst amongst the team as well to say it's it's okay we're going to get through this and we just (laughs) can only take each day as it comes yeah and and i think that's where the communication which is a common theme that i'm hearing right open clear communication um and and making sure people understand where they are and and where the company is and and as you said you're coming out stronger on the other side is going to be you know what what do you need to do to line that up and then and then get get um, um get through that so i think that's been a, a some very very kind of interesting and, and um inspiring comments Gina. i uh, really appreciate your time i know how busy you are with the rebranding and uh everything else that's going on so uh, thank you very very much for that and um i um, um wish you all the best with the, the new relationship with best western and and also as you're you're reopening over the next uh, eight weeks or so Thank you. No, thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Sheena. Thank you very much for listening. And I hope you found this episode valuable for your own business circumstances. Check out the show notes, link to the episode, help more people in the industry find this podcast by sharing and rating. And don't forget to subscribe to the series wherever you listen to it.